0: Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm Dalton Locke, and I'm here with your co-host, Whitney Williamson, (laughs)
1: and Ann Thorpe.
2: I just can't wait to roll around on skates.
0: (laughs) And David Overstreet.
1: Hey guys, I really like this sound machine. (laughs) And today we're coming
0: at you with a hot topic. Uh, What was the (laughs) topic?
2: Community in a divided world. Yeah, Bro but what's the name of our podcast
3: everyone's the name at me. of
0: our podcast is free wine and unleavened bread
3: they... why is everyone looking at me <laughs> uh, everyone's just look... <laughs> everyone's looking at me uh. Uh. <laughs> uh.
0: yeah guys we're just waiting on David to get some funny jokes my coffee um, <gasps> hey guys <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that sound machine
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing
2: all right This is Free Wild and Unleavened Bread, and we are your hosts. We are so excited to uh, bring this next episode to you. This is Why Christianity, community in a divided world. And uh, it looks like there might be some division between Whitney and David right now. I think think my impression was
3: pretty good. Fists are flying.
1: Yeah, they are. Fingers fingers are pointing.
3: (laughs) Boom. Nice. You did a good job. We all did a good job, I think. It was great. Me being quiet was part of you, too.
0: never had anybody tell me that before.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Hashtag Oh, rest.
2: man. Guys, isn't community so good?
1: Yes. It's excellent.
2: It's so good. And I just, I could not imagine my life without the community that God has given me over the past four years. At FedEx? Mm-hmm. At, at FedEx? No. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> just, just a man in his truck.
2: <laughs> just a man in my truck nobody else
1: out in the community i
3: i remember when we were growing up there was um there was a community center where we would all play basketball oh, yeah. with people in the neighborhood and that was cool like i didn't even realize that that's what it was doing at first like i thought that it was just like oh that's where our basketball league meets and then just kind of realized oh that's there to like unite people in in the neighborhood <laughs> just like didn't even dawn on me until i was like 15 i was like what Wait, that's what that's doing. Of course. It's
2: community center. It's community it makes center. Makes so much sense now.
3: <gasps> oh my goodness. But yeah, I mean, I know what you mean, man. Same Same here. Yeah. Um it's crazy how you have like a group of people you hang out with and then you realize, "Hey, maybe maybe I uh shouldn't be hanging out with these people." <laughs> <laughs> and when you find the right group of people, it's just so refreshing, you know? Cuz yeah. mm-hmm. friends come and go like the wind, you know, but True, like true, true people in your life will will stick around. So,
2: I thought you were gonna have like something catchy to rhyme with Mm, that, and it was gonna be like some awesome wit, (laughs) dumb because you're Whitney right now. Wit (laughs) dumb. Oh man, but yeah, guys, this is community in a divided world, and I don't think we have to tell you how divided the world is these days, given everything with politics, and I mean. You look on the internet and somebody's fighting about something. It, it can be uh, about iced coffee or.
0: <laughs> it's a smoothie. <laughs> oh, I thought that was coffee too.
2: <laughs> I love that recording of Whitney's laugh. It's amazing.
3: Wow. Uh, <laughs> Continue. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> I'm
2: David and I like this sound machine. <laughs> Yeah, vomit blankets. Who was that? That was
1: me. What were you saying? No,
2: that was David. That was was David. David. Vomit blankets. Oh, vomit blankets. (laughs) Our live audience is just like, what is going on? No, I'm just playing with this now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We forgot this song. You're if you
2: do, you're if you don't. You might as well go ahead and get over. Whitney is not amused. Oh, my god. I'm sorry. Was that that funny? yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh okay let's try this again this is a community in a divided world and to to start off we're going to be talking about the christian god his name is yahweh and he wants a relationship with you the end the end <laughs> <laughs> This is the gospel. Uh, No, so the Christian God is a relational being that invites all of humanity into a relationship with him, not by performance, but by faith, or in other words, trust in Jesus. How does this impact the Christian lifestyle?
1: Well, for one, it keeps us from having to, like, work out of the relationship. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the relationship takes, you know, effort, but... It's all about what he did, not about what we do. Yeah. And in that, obviously your life is going to look different than someone who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, but it takes a lot of that pressure off of us.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's not really a safety net, but it's like ha- having having community is just kind of like, I don't know, it just gives you, it, it, it helps you be more equipped. Like it keeps you accountable.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Romans eight thirty seven says, For I am sure that nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, and so I think that impacts our the Christian lifestyle and knowing that no matter how you mess up, no matter um, if you forgot to share the gospel that day or if you um, screwed up and did something that you know you shouldn't, God still loves you. Nothing can separate you if you are in Christ Jesus. Um, and we know that he really wants this relationship with us because in Genesis 126, he says, let us make humankind in our own image after our likeness. And we know that God being a relational being, He's, uh, he's it's three persons in one Godhead. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So they ha- they have this perfect relationship with one another and they decided to make humankind in their likeness and i would argue that that makes us not deities it doesn't make us god or anything like that but it makes us uh an extension mm-hmm. i would say because he his intent for us was to be ambassadors and to be the his image all across creation uh and so i would say like that makes us just a fourth person that is in connection to God. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I think that really even kind of rings true when he gives us the Holy Spirit, you know, because the Holy Spirit is like what really, you know, binds the father and the son. It binds us to the father and the son as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, something in Romans 8 but I think I lost it because I forgot to highlight it dun, so, dun. Dun, 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 dun. well
0: we're talking about the aspect of community um, there's actually a story that Bria had shared from numbers um, and I thought that it would actually be pretty fitting because it's also kind of funny um, I'm going to share that with you guys I think co-laboring is part of community okay um, but anyway It says, Moses heard the people weeping throughout their clans, everyone at the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord blazed hotly, and Moses was displeased. Moses said to the Lord, Why have you dealt ill with your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you laid the burden of all this people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth that you should say to me, Carry them in your bosom as a nurse nurse carries a nursing child to the land you swore to give their fathers? Um, Where am I going to get meat to give all these people for they weep before me? Like basically these people were getting manna rain from heaven. And at first that's good enough. And then all of a sudden what God has been consistent in with you for whatever reason becomes not good enough. So they want meat mm-hmm. and they're complaining to Moses and Moses is like, why is this my problem? Do you like not, <laughs> are you, do I have favor with you or like not? And it goes on to say, um, I'm not able to carry all these people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If you'll treat me like this, then kill me at once. If I find favor in your sight that I may not see, um, that I may not see my wretchedness. So Moses is like, you've literally given me this responsibility of all these complaining people. Can I like not die instead? <laughs> <laughs> and um, God's like, well, you know, no, I'm not going to kill you. However, it says, then the Lord says to Moses, gather for me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them and bring them to the tent of the meeting and let them take their stand there with you. And I will come down and talk with you there. And I will get, take some of the, spirit that is on you and put it on them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you so that you may not bear it yourself alone. And so God sends Moses, not his answer to die or to not have to have the hard job that seems mundane to him that he doesn't want. He sends people to co-labor with him Mm. and gives them this shared burden, if you will. He distributes the load with the people that are around him. Yeah. And so I just thought that was Bria was sharing that, and it was just so hilarious mm. to me. I'm mm-hmm. like, dang, Moses really tried to get an out there. That but. is funny. <laughs> yeah. but, but the aspect and the unity of co-laboring, and it, it helped lighten his load, but it also presented opportunity for the people around him to grow. Mm-hmm. And so when we have people in our lives, they do co-labor with us. They carry that burden that we carry in prayer, too. You're not carrying it alone. But also that puts them in position to grow as well. And I just thought that was really awesome.
2: That is awesome, yeah.
3: I think another aspect before we move on um, is like just like the the right community will be attracted to you and the wrong community will fall away from you if you are living a life that is faithful to Christ. And I think that's interesting. Like if, if you kind of know that you're not supposed to be in, in a certain type of relationship or – um, like in a certain type of friendship that you know is harmful to you, that nat you'll find that that naturally will fade away or or fall off, and that's you know, it's just it's not that you don't care about that person; it's just that um the 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 way that you choose to lead your life maybe it intimidates the person or maybe it um it just it's. I'm not sure how I'm trying to say this, but like it, it causes them, them. it repels them. It it starts to make them think about their own life Mm -hmm. and maybe they don't want to give themselves to God and they don't want to be around someone who makes them feel that way. Mm -hmm. Not intentionally, but just by living a life that is pure and loyal to Christ, that naturally happens. Yeah.
0: So kind of like whenever you're walking with Jesus and in the way that you live your life, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to really attract people because they're like, you literally went through the same thing I went through, but your response is totally different than mine. How on earth is that possible? And they, they come to find that what you're focusing on is nothing outside that they see, but it's something that you don't see that's in you. And, um, So it either will attract them because they're like, man, I want what you have, or it convicts them and they don't know how to deal with that conviction because you don't really deal with conviction on your own. That's you and God. And some people that scares them. And they're like, I, I, they think that they have to kind of change in their own strength. So they withdraw because they're like, man, now I'm starting to feel bad about this or I just don't fit here instead of allowing that. I don't fit feeling to cause an inward change. Mm. So I feel like that happens you know, either way with people, but I do agree with you on that aspect. God draws and brings you the people that you need in different seasons and equips you, um, with co laborers And, um, it's, it's just amazing the people that you can be around can really promote and affect your growth or they can really hinder your growth. You know, we've talked about that yeah. on previous podcasts, like you are who you hang around mm-hmm. and either you're influencing people in your life, you're being influenced by people in your life. Mm-hmm. So the community that you keep is important. Absolutely. Um, personally, like there are friends that get my most quality time or the friends that actually most often tell me that I'm wrong. Those are actually the people that I prefer to spend most of my quality time with the friends that are like, wit, your attitude really sucks right now. And I know that, you know, better, so let's pray about it.
2: Mm.
0: And the ones that just kind of want to hang out and kind of shoot the breeze and maybe discuss other people's stuff and not a positive impact, they don't get a lot of my quality time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Um, but anyway, that'll, that just makes you grow as a person because you give people permission close to you to speak into your life and hold you accountable to what you say that you believe. So Mm -hmm.
2: I, I would say though, that there's a lot of people who just are not experiencing community the way that they wish they could, whether that be like as a Christian or even not as a Christian, um, you know, it's so hard to make friend new friends as an adult, especially if you don't have a church that you go to. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have a, a common place that you go to where you see the same people all the time besides work, it's really hard to make friends out there.
0: Bumble for friends.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it does work. Bumble I've used it once. Um, <laughs> and and that's the thing is God, he, he wants relationship with us, but he also wants relationship for us. And, um, And when I say relationship, I'm really talking about community. Um, And so one thing that I wanted to uh, share to emphasize this is a passage from Philippians. It's Philippians 2. And it says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make My joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value value others above yourselves, not looking for your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And the reason I wanted to share that is to let anybody who is kind of like on the fence about Christianity, or maybe they just don't know anything about it. Anybody that might be listening that might have that mindset. I want to let you know what community is like for the Christian. They have relationship with the God that they believe created them, but they also have this type of relationship with each other, with other Christians. Uh, And it's not, it doesn't always look perfect it's not always laid out perfectly for every Christian. We're all still human. We still mess up, but that's what we're striving for. And that's what really creates a, a healthy community is having the same mindset, having the same goal and keeping each other accountable to that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's what helps you grow. It's what helps you love well. And it, it keeps you humble.
3: Yeah. I think it's so interesting, like, you know, being a musician, like, working with different people that I've worked with, like, playing at wherever, wherever it is I'm, I'm playing a show, or, and then just, like, working with people that worship God, like, it's just so different, like, the the experience is, like, it's family, it's just, it's it's like family, and it's just... They hold you accountable, and like, it's just in different ways that you didn't know that you could be held accountable to. Yeah. And I think that that's true with, like, a small group, too. Like, I think anyone who is looking to kind of, like, get their foot in the door with, with Jesus and build a community, go to a small group. Just get involved and go and sit and, you know, have that first one awkward time. And I guarantee you, if anyone at that small group, like, really, really knows the servanthood of following Jesus Christ, they're going to come up to you and they're going to talk to you. They're going to be genuine about it. And if they don't, then it's maybe not the small group for you. But if I I guarantee you that they will because that's what happened to me. Like my first time going to the small group at uh, Jeff and Anna's, it was just so inviting. Like, And it just felt like, I mean, anytime someone opens up their home, to a bunch of young adults on a Friday night. It's just already that just lets you know, like, okay, this person genuinely cares about growing relationships with these young people and like molding their hearts. And we're all imperfect. And it's just so refreshing to know that we're not alone and that like, we're all imperfect together. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, um, you d- are you okay?
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. Are you having heartburn or something? <laughs> you like pointed to your... Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Goodness sorry, gracious. people who are listening are so confused.
1: We're <laughs> confused. <laughs> I just
3: look over when he's like...
1: She's sorry. feeling the love. We're just pointing at each other like, I love you. Love,
2: love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> making noises in my throat because I love you so much. <laughs> I couldn't tell which one it was, but that's what they're laughing about anyway. Oh, I've, had, I've had some um, slurps I'm not
3: proud of from this Coke. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I need to back up a little bit.
2: Um, a, another thing that I kind of wanted to bring up, and actually this was Whitney's idea, is the idea of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, Love in, that word. In our societal climate, uh, cancel culture is all the rage, and it doesn't like it's all about. Holding people accountable to their past, but not providing any sort of route for—it's uh, uh, not compensation. Um, freedom. Well, freedom. Yeah, just uh, any route for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's like you did this now; like you're banished, you're shunned, pretty much. That—that's uh, cancel culture these days.
1: It's like people don't make mistakes anymore.
2: Yeah. Like, like, it's
1: not acceptable.
2: <laughs> we're all perfect, and if you make a mistake, then you're out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, I mean, w- first we see that in, like, celebrities and, like, you know, Hollywood lifestyle type stuff, but that's bleeding into the local communities.
0: You see that everywhere except the government.
2: <laughs> and you still see it in the government, too, I think. Well,
0: they can do certain things and still keep their jobs. But anyway.
2: But, uh, so... That's a, that's another thing about the church is we recognize that we're not perfect. We recognize that we make mistakes, and though we're like you're going to be held accountable for your mistakes, you're still going to be loved. You're still going to be yeah. accepted, and that's the thing is like that's what our culture needs to Honestly,
0: hear. That's mm-hmm. one of the most powerful things because there's definitely seasons I feel like we've all been through. Periodically, maybe maybe a couple of us at the same time. Maybe some of us it's just like one of us kind of having a hard time. And the rest of us are like, hey, it's okay. Like, we're here for you. We're not looking at you crazy because you're having a hard time. Like, that's what's going on on the outside, but that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. And so I know personally I've had seasons like that with you guys, even from since we started recording where you've had to be like, hey, what's going on? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, you know, vice versa. And so just knowing that a person's action, that doesn't mean that's who they are. Mm -hmm. Just because that's something that they struggle with. Yeah. So
2: absolutely. I think that's, that's one of the biggest messages is that you are not your sin. You are not the shame that you feel. You are loved by Christ. And if you don't have a relationship with him, he's seeking one with you.
3: Right. It's just like you, every breath that he gives you is another opportunity. Absolutely. We wouldn't. And it's just like, I feel like we don't look at it that way enough. It's just, we want to sit in our shame and it's just what, you're still here Mm -hmm. there's still hope and a chance like what do you
0: well somewhere along the lines like you're gonna have to choose to be i'm not saying be happy about you know an action if it's not good but you're gonna have to choose to not be defeated by it yeah and whether that's in a couple weeks or a few years you can go ahead and make that decision today god also never said oh, well, you messed up, so I'm going to set this time period to punish you. He's like, repent from the action, return to me, we're good. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we set ourselves on the sideline to punish ourselves for something that we knew better and we didn't choose better. Mm
2: -hmm. And didn't that start in the Garden of Eden? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Like Adam and Eve, they ate from the fruit, and then they went and hid from God. Yeah. Instead of going straight to him, they hid, and then when God kind of called them out on him, on it, they played the blame game. Adam huh. blamed Eve. He's
0: like, "This woman that you gave me." So not only did he blame the woman, he was like, "Well, he you know," kind of God gave like, it to me.
2: And so that, that's kind of what we do is like we either try to hide from our shame, hide from God in our shame, or we put the responsibility on somebody else. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and one more thing that I'll I'll mention. Um, it's just kind of been on my mind recently is like whether it be in your friendships or relationships, just make sure you've got somebody that's, that's pushing you, you know, in the right direction. You don't just want to be the one that's pushing others. You want to have someone, especially if you're in a relationship, like that person is like kind of central to your life at that point. And it's like having someone that if you're kind of stuck in second gear and you're not moving and you're not growing, that's, that's a sign that it, it needs to be, Like it needs to be severed at that point. Yeah. So just like always pray for people in your life that, that push you and that constantly like walk beside you.
2: Absolutely.
0: I do want to actually commend you for that. You've done really good at doing that with each of us individually, even just within the podcast. But there was a, there was a a time that I made David be my accountability partner at the gym at like (sighs) five, four or something, five something (laughs) in the morning. And it wasn't even his thing. It was my thing. And I knew that if somebody would meet me at the gym and be accountable, I would show up. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I wasn't meeting anybody, your girl sleeping in. <laughs> 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 but you push me even to the point that I've thrown up on more than one occasion. Sorry, listeners, TMI. <laughs> um, and then with Dalton, just like helping him set thir- certain <laughs> thir- certain certain. <laughs> it's pre- pretending to be Dalton for a second there. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> but setting certain boundaries within, like, things that he's trying to accomplish and always checking in and being like, hey, man, are, are you still working on this? Are you still doing this? You were so good at really inquiring of your friends and really pushing them when they tell you they have a goal. And so I'm really thankful for that.
3: I appreciate that. I feel like you guys are that for me. That's the weirdest thing. Like, I feel like I'm that. I'm the, in this, like, what you're talking about i'm like on the other side of it like you guys always push me like spiritually so i think it's a good trade-off yeah but i appreciate the
0: burpees but i'll take the (laughs) (laughs) account if i never do another burpee in my life i will not be upset i think that's a form of persecution um (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: you'll probably burp when you're throwing up
1: (sighs) well anyway
2: how do we go from community to burps (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got there. Um, suffering well suffering
0: together. Kind of so, yeah.
2: rounding it back out. Um, community in Christ creates the church, and a healthy church is capable of far greater things than even Christ did before the cross, which is kind of what Corianne was talking about a couple of episodes ago. Um, and so I just want to ask, what would you guys like to see God accomplish through the church? Uh, follow up is how do you think God is already handling that situation, and how can you step into action, into co action with God?
3: I think it kind of goes along what you were saying. Like I think churches should be more consistent and like unified. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that is very important because if we're spreading a message that's not consistent, then people are confused naturally. So. Think the church could do a little bit better about being more consistent about what they're saying. Um but I think that we've definitely made strides in the right direction. Yeah. On that as well. So
0: honestly think the church could do better at loving people. Now hear me when I say that. I'm not saying accepting sin and calling that love. Because it says God corrects those that he loves. But I am saying genuinely the Bible the the Jesus type of love like actually loving people and I, I'll say that about myself I could do a better job I think the church as a whole could do a better job about genuinely loving people because sometimes it tends to fall in the category of I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and since I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing that's enough and me and God are good but God cares about the person that's not in the building and if we fail to know the heart of God and know that that's his heart, then we're missing it as our mission as a church. the church. Because the church would go and sharpen one another and then go out. And our like, church has become about coming in and staying in.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But I'll go ahead and tell you guys that first thing, like I need to work on that, period. I also have fallen into that category. Um, but anyway, just really loving people well and genuinely loving
1: them. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like I've met so many people that don't go to church anymore and have a severed relationship with God because of the judgment and the lack of love that they felt in church. And that just breaks my heart. Like, We definitely need to do better as a tr- as the church, you know, Yeah, because it's awful to think that something that we do that we are supposed to do completely opposite of. Like we should be loving people, not accepting sin, but loving them so genuinely, yet that's like the one thing that we are really lacking and it's turning a lot of people away. It's funny. Cause there's a
0: verse that says they'll know you by your love for one another, not by your judgment of one another.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Corianne, how can you personally step into co action with God on that situation?
1: I think a big part is, isn't even within the church. I mean, obviously if there's like new people that come in, you know, being that welcoming open arm face, that open arm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, But just having that loving presence, like even if you're at the grocery store or wherever you are um, and just, I don't know, just like having that love pour out of you. I don't really know like the exact way to show it, but we all know how to be kind and show people that they matter.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. David, do you have any thoughts on how you can step into coaction with God on unity in the church or um, consistency in the church?
3: You know I did, but they're gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I like started thinking about what Corianne was saying about kindness, and then I thought about someone I know that's like really kind, mm. and I was like, "Is it Peyton?" Yeah, she's pretty kind. No, it's Miss Bitsy. Miss Bitsy, We knew yeah, yeah, somebody that was super kind, and just sweet, very sweet, sweet soul. Yeah. Um. Step. I think you can step into action by just living your life in a way that reflects Christ. Like that's always the biggest thing you can do. Is back up your words with actions, and just staying consistent with that. Absolutely. Um, that's where it, that's where it all starts. Put your put your money where your mouth is. I guess it's the yeah, yeah, the way to say it. But. All right.
2: Well, I have a bonus question for you guys, real quick, just to close this out. Uh, if the kingdom of heaven is coming and is already here, can you explain what this looks like in a practical sense?
1: <laughs> if the kingdom is coming and is already here, can you explain what this looks like in a practical sense? I mean, do you mean like, I mean, I guess it kind of.
2: Like, it's basically asking, what is the kingdom of heaven to you and how is it affecting our lives? Okay. And the church?
1: Well,
0: like, when John was preparing the way for Jesus, he was like, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so when Jesus, you know, is here and he has the Holy Spirit, he has access to things that are not seen in the natural. He has access to spiritual things on the, ins- uh, on the inside by the Holy Spirit. He's like, I only do and say what I hear my father see and do. And he heals people. Um, he proclaims freedom to the captives in, in health. Like, it, it's that the signs will follow those who believe. Kind of a thing, and I think that that is where you first kind of really see, you know, the kingdom of heaven at hand. That's what God's economy looks like. That's mm-hmm. that's what His idea of freedom is. You know what I mean? Like Jesus came to forgive sins, mm-hmm. and before yep. that, they were bound by the law. So it, yep. it's just like that—that that freedom. Um,
2: and don't we have that freedom? Now, yeah. as Christians. Yeah. So I would suggest that we are citizens of heaven that we are the kingdom and so the kingdom is here through us because we have the holy spirit and we're sharing the gospel and the kingdom is coming because the gospel is constantly spreading but also the king is coming yeah and so how this looks in a practical sense is the kingdom is here through us we are the kingdom we are the ambassadors we are a kingdom within a nation and we're constantly being, we're constantly representing that kingdom. And we remember that no matter what goes on in the nation that we're in, we're a part of a different kingdom. And that should always be our first priority is to share the gospel and to make way for the King.
0: Yeah. Good.
2: And uh, I'll leave us with that. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. I love this uh, this outro music that we got going on. It's very groovy. So makes me think of
1: cops. <laughs> yeah, bad I boy, could see bad that. Boy. What you gonna do? What you gonna <laughs> do when he comes for you? <laughs> and that's
3: taking me back to the video of you getting sprayed by mace.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> back when Corianne was going to be a cop. Mm.
3: Yep. <laughs> Seems like just yesterday. I
1: finally saw Zootopia, and I realized why everyone said I was like the bunny.
3: Really? Oh yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I yeah. see Stop it now. resisting. Stop resisting.
3: <laughs> Is that what you had to say? What was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, Stop that's resisting. resisting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time.
2: Peace. Go Rams. Love and happiness.